I own it. It did. Women's Wrestling Talk. The number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. What is going on, you guys? Welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Um, Stephanie and I, we're back, guys. You know, last week I was holding it down for SmackDown, Hall of Fame, and Rampage. But this week, Stephanie and I are, are back together. She's back from WrestleMania week. If you haven't seen any of her stuff, you definitely go check it out because Stephanie had a, a wonderful time. I was I was watching uh, through her of her WrestleMania week, and Stephanie is eighty what eighty percent recovered. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm eighty percent recovered. My voice is coming back little by little. Um, mm-hmm. hey you guys, um, it's good to be back on the show with San, who I did miss and everything. But I am recovering well. Like I've been able to rest and sleep a bit before I went back to work and stuff. But my WrestleMania weekend was just oh my god, like amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I can't even put into words everything that it was to me personally mm-hmm. um and also being in the presence of WrestleMania and watching it happen and watching NXT stand and deliver happen and all of the above it was just amazing you know what we're walking into in terms of this new era so i'm just really excited to finally get to talk to you know somebody about it because it's just it's just so much happening but i'm just so happy that i was actually there to witness it i still can't believe it i have the t-shirt have the cup you know have all the pictures still can't believe everything <laughs> i did or saw or everything it all feels like a dream but i'm happy <laughs> awesome well i'm, I'm glad you guys had a, a safe travels there and back um i'm glad you guys had a great time but next year philly i'm there I'm gonna be. I'm going. I'm. I'm already saying it now. I'm, I am gonna be at WrestleMania 40. Yes, it's gonna happen. It's gonna be. I'm looking for the the men's. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, I've been <laughs> voluntold. I've been voluntold that I'm gonna be there next year. So hey, whatever. <laughs> it's gonna be a vibe. It's gonna be a great time. Um, but speaking of vibes, I mean, we're here, of course, because this is SmackDown and Rampage uh, post show. And let's go ahead and dive into what took place uh, tonight on SmackDown and uh, Rampage. So, of course, we already know like what's been going on with WWE. A lot of news has been breaking out this week um, with, you know. WWE be in this collaboration with uh, UFC, and then the whole situation that took place on Monday Night Raw, it, and even the aftermath still, aftermath of WrestleMania 39, and I mean, it's just, we were really on edge tonight. A lot of people that I did see on social media were like, mm, I don't know how to feel. I'm a little nervous. I'm a little anxious. I don't really know how, what is going to happen, what is going to transpire. But, of course, we upload the show tonight with my boys. Uh, the Brawling Roots versus Imperium, which I mean, I don't never, I don't care how many times these six men get in the ring with each other, I am never disappointed. I never want to stop seeing them all get in the ring with each other. Uh, I mean, it was it was absolutely amazing. I mean, of course, I get to see Pete. Like, hello, it, it don't get no better than that. But this match was, was absolutely amazing. We didn't see Drew McIntyre. At all whatsoever, even the aftermath of this of their triple threat match that they had um, at WrestleMania between Gunther and Sheamus and Drew. So I don't know. Drew was pulled from the I think autograph signings and stuff like that. Uh, allegedly, he's dealing with a illness or something. So I don't really know too much about that. But nonetheless, this match was absolutely amazing. But of course, my boys, the Rolling Brutes won, and um, I was it was a great way to kind of get you a little prepared for what's to expect for SmackDown. Uh, Stephanie, with this match here, um, Brawl and Bruce being back together, you know, all three of them, and, and winning this opening match against Imperium, I mean, how does that feel for Gunther? Even though he didn't take the pin, you know, he's still a part of the, the losing team. Yeah, um, I imagine it would make Gunter feel a little bit small in the sense that, you know, he did just win, you know, in a really big way and retain his title um, at WrestleMania and defeat Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. So I imagine, mm -hmm. you know, he would want to repeat the same patterns um, and continue his winning ways when it comes to, you know, doing the SmackDown after Mania. But I imagine it must make him feel some type of way and make him feel like the momentum is on Sheamus' side, which it should be, considering a lot of people really were rooting for Sheamus to be the next Intercontinental Champion, you know, if it wasn't going to be Gunter retaining, you know, at WrestleMania. So I guess now this, you could argue that this is Sheamus sort of shifting the momentum back to his side um, for them mm -hmm. to have another clash at some point. So I imagine he has to be very um, frustrated. And then I'll talk on top of that, frustrated with his team members that maybe they couldn't lock in further in order to knock down um, Pete slash Butch and, um, Ridge Holland. Like, I imagine he has to be frustrated with them, too, nice. to the point to where maybe he's either giving them a, a, a lashing verbally or lashings with his hands. And we all know how tough his hand can be and turning right. their chest into ground beef. So I imagine he has to be really mad about that. So maybe down the line, this could mean that him and Sheamus might have one more fight for that IC title. Who knows? But it seems like they really are on the train of Gunter being one 
one of the longest reigning IC champions of the 21st century, they said on commentary. And I think that's a huge deal, you know, for somebody who held that UK title for as long as he did and actually mm-hmm. made his debut, I believe, maybe four years ago yesterday. So yeah. it's just pretty insane to think about, you know, the evolution of Gunther and where he is now. Um but him and Seamus, you know, their story isn't over yet. And I can't wait to see what else they have to offer. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, but if we move on within the show, because I'm a drool if I keep looking at Pete. Um, we, of course, I kind of went a little bit more in depth of what happened for Monday Night Raw with the whole Brock Lesnar and uh, the Cody Rhodes situation. I mean, you would think. You know what? What transpired on Monday uh, when we thought maybe we was going to get like the biggest main event in Monday Night Raw history with having Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes be tag team partners to take on Roman Reigns and Solo Sequoia or Sequoia. It didn't turn out that way. Brock's worth each and every each and every one of us had us like, what the hell? What what what's next for Cody Rhodes? What is going to happen? What is he going to say Monday? Is Brock going to respond to have any response to his actions, which he definitely probably does not, or he might, you know, Brock talks, um, but you know, and, and Cody just can't catch a goddamn break, <laughs> to be honest. And you know, that, that's 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 pretty much what I what I can say about that. Um, mm. Poor Cody, man, sucks to be him, honestly. Um, <laughs> a lot a lot of people were, um, I would have to say. Uh, we also get here because Kayla, you know, catches up with Paul Hammond and Solo uh, to discuss, you know, things that happen with, with uh, Cody and, and everything like that. But also discuss, you know, Jimmy not not being here. Jay Jay eventually pops up and he's looking for Jimmy. Like, hey, have y'all seen my brother and everything like that? And it's like, you know, the tribal chief, you know, ordered Jimmy to stay home tonight. And more of the focus be on you, main event Jay Uso. And his match that he has with Sami Zayn tonight in the main event, you know, and this is kind of like we're kind of back. We're kind of it's feel like we're kind of dabbling back into how it first started with, with, with main event. Jay Uso, where Jimmy was injured. He was nowhere to be found. He was he was not there. And it was kind of like Jay was kind of like on his own a bit, you know, kind of even though Roman was there and Paul was there or whatever, but it was still felt like Jay was still trying to build himself up as a main event, as a single competitor when he's been around only tagged with his brother since they even debuted in W in the first place. And so even after the fact, like Paul, after Jay walks away, Paul was like, you know what? If Jay does not take care of this issue or our Sammy issue or whatever, then you solo take care of the issue. And we definitely see if Solo take care of the issue as well as if Jay takes care of the issue later on tonight in the main event. But man, I feel like we're we're really about to rerun or run spin the block back around to to Jay and Roman. It's just gonna be literally leading up to this, and it starts with removing Jimmy from the situation now and let the main focus be on Jay. This is where we start to see how they're really, really treating the Usos. It's like we saw how they did them on Monday. Didn't even, like, let them come into the locker room like they used to. It's, it's kind of like they kind of pushed them off to the side now. So, I don't know. 
And and the thing about it is you hate to see it simply because of the fact that, yeah, they did lose their tag titles, um, which, you know, they held for over 600 days and they do deserve all the credit for that. And they mm-hmm. lost them at WrestleMania in the main event of night one. But mm-hmm. my issue with this whole thing is the fact that Roman is treating them different when they were the ones who were helpful and they were helpful Mm-hmm. With him retaining the title, uh, his titles against Cody Rhodes, it mm-hmm. wasn't just Solo. You know, Solo may have given the last blow, but mm-hmm. the Usos were definitely out there before KO and Sammy. You know, even up the odds and the mm-hmm. idea that Roman is beginning to isolate Jay and isol and not only just isolate Jay from his twin, but also isolate them from their younger brother Solo. It's just mm-hmm. absolutely abusive and it's terrible, but. The difference in this J and the J from a few years ago is the fact that this J peeps game. Mm-hmm. I absolutely, truly believe that from Monday even to tonight, you can feel that Jay already knows what's about to go down. Like he, he is, he has peeped all of this over and over again, and. He's not the same Jay that was just going through this and the same Jay that's just going to cry about it and be sad. You know, he, something else is cooking within his brain that we're just not seeing play out yet. So mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what happens. Well, whatever the outcome is that leads to this, um, maybe Jay could be holding those titles. Maybe he could not, but... I, I have I have no idea where this story is going to go to, but it's definitely going to go somewhere. Um, so we move on to the show because we had a match between Ricochet versus Ivar. Um, this match was actually really really good. I would have to say it was it was pretty interesting. Uh, Ivar is his his um, athleticism is is amazing. Like for him to be the size that he is and to be able to climb up to the top rope, do a lot of um moon salts and things like that. He he has it, you know what I'm saying? And then of course you have Ricochet and and everything like that. But this this match, um, like I said, it was it was really good. It it didn't I would say they gave him about like 10 minutes, maybe seven, seven, 10 minute match. Um it was pretty cool. I guess leading up with the fact that we didn't have Braun Strowman nor did we have Eric out there either. Um, so there was no distractions, no interruptions, anything like that. Just these two going head to head with each other. Buddy of the uh, Ricochet did end up picking up the victory. So shout out to Vic, shout out to uh, Ricochet for picking up this victory. Um, definitely kind of put him back in the wrong, but I really want him and Braun Strowman to break up with the tag team. I hate it so much. I, I do. I hate it so much. Hey JD. Hey Jeffrey. Hey Joseph. I hate all. I hate, I hate them being in the tag with each other. I do. I like. I know. It, I know. It came off the fact of like Braun was talking about all the flippy, flippy BS or whatever, um, and stuff. And now they all became a tag just because he kind of respects the flippy, flippy guys or whatever. What I didn't. I don't necessarily hate it. I feel like it gives it gives me circus vibes, and I think that's probably why I don't why I don't necessarily mind it because of course you have like the opposites attracting but it was a little bit different seeing Ricochet sort of come out without um 
Ooh, excuse me, without Bron, because mm-hmm. we've been we've been so used to him, you know, coming out there with that with an equalizer of sorts in Bron. But mm-hmm. this time he sort of proved that he doesn't necessarily need another big man, you know, to fight his to help fight his battles. Like he really yeah. did fight Ivar in a very decisive way on his own, not only with just his flippy stuff, but also with him, you know, sort of wrestling in a way that's just, you know, in the mm-hmm. ring and not just in the air. Like he did a really good job. And then on top of that, he even tried to lift Ivar. It was unsuccessful, yeah, but he still good. tried, you know? <laughs> so Ricochet did a pretty good job. He also did a great job, you know, at WrestleMania as well, of course, showing mm-hmm. out in the air too. So Ricochet really is, you know, having a good moment right now. And I hope he continues it. Yeah. I agree, Jeffrey. SmackDown was a thumbs up from Raw this week. I mean, Raw was, oh, yeah. Raw was, oh, I mean, it was, a struggle. it was, it was, it was very difficult to get with. You was at the post show. Do you understand what what really the conversation took place about uh, from Monday Night Raw? Um, but of course, um, we this is women's wrestling talk and we have to talk about the women and we have to talk about the number one contenders for the WWE women's tag team champions. Um, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez versus Natalia and Shotzi. Um, of course, these women had on a great display for WrestleMania. Um, all these four along with, um, Chelsea and Sonya. Uh, notice I didn't say Ronda and Shayna because they were nowhere to be fucking found. Um, but nonetheless, these, this was, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like this match was really short. Like, I feel like I, I blinked, I turned my head and Liv Morgan was on top of Shotzi. Pause. But you know, it was just like, what? I don't even, I, I honestly can't even tell you. I even remember exactly what truly happened in this match because there was, it, it happened so fast to me. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, it, it was just, it was just, I just feel like this is just something to kind of give Liv and Raquel a little momentum going into their match happening on Monday Night Raw with Lita and Becky for those tag titles, honestly. But I don't mind this tag team. I don't, I don't necessarily know if they are going to be winning on Monday, but I don't know. Yeah, Shayna did her ankle at Mania. So now both Shayna and okay. Ronda are both injured, even though like they won the match. I mean, I guess somewhere down the line, whatever happens, maybe once they're both healed, then we'll be running Shayna and and Ronda to for those tag titles, probably. Yeah, that yeah, that kind of did surprise me on Monday when they had that match, and then um, Liv and Raquel, you know, qualified because I thought even though they didn't announce and say officially that the showcase was to be number one mm-hmm. contender, you would have thought that you know the one the the people or at least the team who won that match had you know more of a momentum to challenge mm-hmm. um Lita and Becky, but that wasn't what happened. But either way, you know, I didn't know that they were injured, so I'm glad you know we have that information, and I mm-hmm. hope they do get better. But either way, Liv and Raquel qualifying for it is not, is something that I'm not opposed to at this point because outside of this, you know, what else exactly will they do? Um, no shade, but what exactly else would they do at this point? Um, I mean, Raquel could go after Rhea now that Rhea is champion. She could. She very that, well that's could. Something that she could do. I mean, Liv could as well. Not saying yeah. I'm trying to put her there, but Raquel definitely could go after Rhea for the title. To be honest, 
That's but true. we need, but we do need tag team, you know, a tag team roster at least. But there's not enough women on the roster to actually officially say that we can have a tag team division. Basically, those women who don't really have much to do or are not in singles, uh, feuds or 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 things like that, then okay, yeah, put them in a tag together. You know what I'm saying? But how long are you going to keep them as a tag for it to be for us to take them seriously as a tag? Team? Yeah, because there was at one point where Liv was kind of giving dirty looks to Raquel. So mm-hmm. it, it sort of makes you wonder, like, how long exactly is it going to last? But either way, they right. seem to have a good chemistry um, as a team. And actually, you know, so did Shotzi and Natty, too, to a degree. So, yeah. you know, the little bit of time they were on TV tonight, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, I am glad that Liv and Raquel have this momentum. And I'm glad that this match happened because there was rumblings online mm-hmm. that there wasn't a woman's match and that there wouldn't be an a, that there wouldn't be anything more than an appearance by Rhea. So yeah. I'm glad that this match even happened, and I'm glad that Liv and Raquel have um this momentum. And also shout out to Raquel. I actually saw her and Braun um mm-hmm. together at Wale Mania and they are a beautiful statuesque couple. Um <laughs> I totally get it and they were adorable. So yeah. <laughs> I, they should bring up uh Katie and Eddie Katana, but I'm pretty sure we, when we kind of dive into what our topic is tonight, um we'll we'll have the discussion and we might as well go ahead and jump into it because uh Triple H uh he comes out tonight and I know a lot of people were Wanting him to talk about, of course, things that have been going on social media, like Vince being back and Vince being in charge and how the bumps coming section was all hashtag fire Vince. And there's literally a hashtag going on on Twitter, fire Vince, fire Vince, and how there's supposed to be a full chant tonight um, in Portland saying fire Vince, fire Vince. And um, he had a lot. We was hoping that maybe he didn't come out and say the exact same thing he said Monday because this happened once before when Vince came out on like a on Friday Night Smack or Monday Night Raw. He said some things and then um, he came back Friday night and then said the same exact thing. So like, you know, I don't know. But uh, Triple H did announce something that a lot of people have been speculating, and it's that the WWE draft is coming back. This is going to be a game changer, and it's going to be that every superstar is eligible for the draft. Now, I am hoping that that does include NXT as well, because yes. honestly, there are some people in NXT who I do feel um should be on the main roster or should be working their way up to the main roster. And I do feel like there are some people on the main roster who should go back down to NXT because, I mean, let's be honest. There are some people on the main roster that's just not hitting. But if you throw them back down to NXT, it shakes up everything. That means that everybody has an opportunity to either come to the main roster or go back down to NXT and work their way up. There's nothing wrong with that, you know, so – I don't know. I think this is something to kind of kind of put people to ease a little bit. But um, I think the draft is um, I think it's after SummerSlam. Don't quote me. But I think somebody had put it um, or whatever or maybe after WrestleMania backlash. Don't quote me either. But I'm not sure. But I did see somebody say something about that. But yeah, so um, I mean, the draft, how, how are we guys feeling about the draft? Are, are we are we excited to, to hear about it? I personally love the draft, though. Like, no lie. I, I'm a fan of the draft. I just want them to go back to the way they used to do it. Like, when they used to, when you had, when you had like, your Raw superstar, your SmackDown superstar, and whoever wins in their match, 
they get to they get the draft pick and stuff like that too instead of the whole well we're gonna come out and this is happening this is such and such is gonna be drafted to monday night raw and blah 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 and then that's it so i don't know but how do you feel about the draft or they could go old school like real old school and then do like like the machine they used to flash up the picture. Oh yeah, and everybody would be in the like bag. Slot machine, and then all yeah. of a sudden a picture pops up at random, and it mm-hmm. says this person goes around, this person goes to SmackDown. Yeah, like that so, would be like, lit. Or how they how they used to have where everybody everybody in their perspective brands be backstage in the locker room and stuff like that, and they do it that way so that you can get everybody's reaction. That that was cool, but I also did like when they used to have the actual matches for those too. So. I don't know. I feel like they yeah. should, they should come out and you know say, well, this person is being drafted to Monday Night Raw. This person is drafted to NXT, and this person is being dressed like a drafted to NXT. Like, do we ha- are we only going to have general managers or what? Like, does that not even exist? Like, Adam Pierce can't come out and literally announce everybody that's going where. Yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> um, but I I had never I actually hadn't heard any rumors about a draft. Like, I feel like it was. Like, I hadn't heard any rumors about a draft. So this mm-hmm. announcement actually, you know, shocked me a little bit. I was like, oh, snap, okay, we're doing this again. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. You know, because like you say, like, the draft is always really exciting. And a part of me really did hope that they would include NXT people because it's like you said, there are so many people in NXT who could benefit from going on the main roster and could go and could benefit from going back to NXT. Like, the possibilities are just endless. But something else I really did love was the fact that you talked about the success of WrestleMania after they mm-hmm. did show a lot of numbers and stuff, you know, for what WrestleMania did in terms of social media and, you know, the attendance and all of that. And something that it reminded me of was like today when I was listening to their new episode of After the Bell with Corey Graves and Kevin Patrick. And I know people have their feelings about Corey Graves, but when you go on the podcast and listen to him, like he sounds like an incredibly passion person who loves wrestling, but just so happens to work for WWE. Um, He was talking about how WrestleMania made him feel. Mm -hmm. And he's basically like us in the fact that he lost his voice. Um, And he was just really passionate about it and just how much and how much magic and how much romance is behind the magic of a place of an event like WrestleMania. And Mm -hmm. it just, sort of remind you of why you love wrestling in the first place. So him talking about the success of WrestleMania and everything it was doing, mm-hmm. it just made me feel even more sentimental about the idea that I was even a, a, a little bit of a part of it. You know, even though I was like sitting all the way at the top, mm-hmm. I was still a part of it and still having the time of my life with so many fans from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a beautiful moment. So to hear Triple H talk about the success of this event, you know, that I still can't believe that I was even at, you know, right. meant a lot to hear along with this announcement that feeds into the future of what happens after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So it was just a, a little, I like the segment. I like the announcement. It was cool. It was. And even afterwards, he introduces our new SmackDown women's champion, Rhea Ripley and Damien. Oh Lord. Okay. Rhea Ripley. Speaking of the future, Rhea Ripley <laughs> is is that, um, 
And yeah, so shout out, you know, they everybody came out, Rhea comes out, you know, they talk for, you know, talk about how, you know, she smacked down with champion, she beat Charlotte Flair, and you know, this is her time now, and things like that. And then, you know, Finn, he goes on and he talks about how, you know, how, what Edge is, you know, Edge did whatever he could to get the W. I have 14 staples in my head. He had a torn uh calf muscle, like in like six to eight weeks for him to get prepared, and he still wrestled that match. And I still, I still feel like Edge did not need that win. To be honest, he really did not need that win. And then Lord Dominic, Dominic couldn't even barely even get a word out. It was the, hilarious. Everybody was booing the hell out of Dominic. Like he couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't get a word in. It was, it was, it was. He was like he couldn't. It was, it was tough. But you know, he talked about like you know. Why you know his dad like what, what kind of father puts their hands on their child? What kind of father puts their hands or takes off their belt and beats their son in front of his family? What she said in Spanish, but you know it's just like why why would you do that to me like and everything like that? But and and then we get to Damien. Damien, you know you talked about of course you know you you're you asking for Bad Bunny to forgive you for what you did to him on Monday. Like, hello? Y'all supposed to be, y'all supposed to be together. Okay, y'all had, Demi, you broke my heart Monday. You know what I'm saying? Like last year, you know, like y'all was at WrestleMania with each other and everything two years ago. And it's like, I know you found your new family and everything, you're looking for forgiveness, but no. It shouldn't have went down that way, but with within all of this, uh, it did end up leading to this match here uh, with Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio teaming up. He did call him by his real name, um, and versus Damian Priest and Dona Mysterio. And can we give a shout out to Zelina Vega? She looked absolutely gorgeous tonight in her um, her gear and everything like that. And uh, there's a lot of speculations that because Backlash is going to Puerto Rico. Um, Zelina being a Boricua woman, um, wrestler at that kind of in a little bit of our home country, why not, you know, have Rhea Ripley versus Zelina Vega for the SmackDown Women's Champion in, uh, Puerto Rico. So I don't know, but she, she was definitely, I'm definitely getting me, uh, let you know, world order shirt. Uh, I know they have one. You know, for the Puerto Ricans, but come on, what about what about what about us Dominicans? Okay, I know we still we know we have the same flag color, but you know, think about some of us, okay? You know what I'm saying? That would be nice, but you know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm gonna still get either or in 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 Mexico colors or or Puerto Rico colors. I'm gonna get both, uh, just because you know, here we are, Latino game. But yeah, Can so I ask a question. Yeah. Can I have one? Yeah, go for it. I'm, it's it's open to everyone. I mean, I know. I just, okay, <laughs> yeah. It's just because I saw the flags, you know, mm-hmm. and I was just like, okay, that is so beautiful. You know, I love that. But mm-hmm. I was just like, is it okay if I get a shirt? I know. Yeah. Of course. Okay. There, listen, I don't. I don't know if anybody else gatekeeps, but I'm not gonna gatekeep a shirt that you know, like you you support you supporting the brand, you know what I'm saying? So you supporting the new uh, LWO. So I mean, like anybody can get a shirt if you yeah. want one. If you want a shirt, go go, go buy one because I'm buying one. I don't represent any of these any of the any of the flags on here. 
you know, but I'm going to get one. Respectful. You know, we everybody get a shirt. Everybody get a shirt. We all come on here with our LWO shirts on. You know, whether you have one in Mexico, whether you have one for Puerto Rico, whichever one. Doesn't okay. it doesn't matter to me. I I don't really have a I don't ever have a fight for this in this because you know I'm just gonna wear it because I I always wanted a shirt anyway. So like why not? I'm I'm here for everybody. But yeah, so I don't know if it's gonna lead to something with Zelina and uh Rhea Ripley, but maybe it does. And and you know why not do it in, in Puerto Rico? She might not win, but it's nice to have that representation showcased there to show that you have someone who is of Puerto Rican descent be in Puerto Rico having a match with Rhea Ripley for the SmackDown Championship. And yeah. who knows? Um, but we also, it also may vary down to where we may get, um, of course, uh, Legado de Fantasma, Rey Mysterio, and maybe Bad Bunny being a match with uh, Damian, Finn, and uh, Dominic for backlash who really knows i'm unsure but uh, if if it does end up leading into that i'm gonna be here for it i know i won't make, be able to make it to, to backlash but in high hopes and spirits i'm gonna be here for this match that's all i can say but <laughs> even after the fed in order to get rear ripley away from the men um she had to 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 skedaddle and uh this is like your mom running behind you after you have done something that she told you not to and you have to find a way to get away from her because she's going to beat the hell out of you uh <laughs> so <laughs> but yeah nonetheless this was a um a really really uh good match but damien and dominic ended up picking up the victory due to a distraction um and and yeah i don't it's not really a good look for for Legato de Fantasma or Latino World Order with Ray and everything like that because they they did take the loss tonight. Um, but but I, I need them to to build up some momentum right now because this this is this has something really good going for it. And um, I don't know, man. I need y'all to get it together. Okay. So yeah, I agree. Like I really do feel that though you know ray did come out the winner in their match um mm -hmm. at wrestlemania i find that judgment day has a tendency to get a whole lot of victories on television when it comes mm -hmm. to stuff like this and yeah. it's a little bit irritating because it's just like bro like how like how many times are y'all gonna like play the numbers game and get strong and all this other stuff and it's just yeah. only for y'all to lose in the bigger situations like i want judgment day to really learn their lesson Mm -hmm. And I was hoping that maybe after WrestleMania, they wouldn't be so in the faces of Ray and everybody else who they had beef with. But it seems like they're still continuing this thing. So, I mean, I guess this is where, where we're at. And yet here again, Judgment Day is still winning. And it's just like, oh, OK, fine. But I want I want the the Latino World Order to get some more wins. Like I really need them to get some more wins because they're dominant. They're face now. I need some. I need some heroes winning now. Like if they are coming to the aid of Ray, then I need them to come to the aid of Ray and have a reward for it. That's what I need. I mean, it's a possibility. Um, if they're in in regards to the question of if they would be coming with her on Fridays at the question, probably so. Like mm -hmm. this judgment they are gonna go together. Uh so I mean like I don't know. They need wins. 
They really do. They are they are really over. I'm pretty sure when we get to backlash, there's gonna be a whole lot of LWO shirts running around somewhere. I will I wanna I'm gonna get mine so I can wear it from home um and jazz it up a bit. We do need a a LWO entrance, and I'm pretty sure at backlash we're probably gonna really get one. It's gonna go crazy. I'm so excited for it, but yeah, I don't know. Uh I I'm torn in between both groups because of course, you know, my my men's uh fan. And Damien are part of Judgment Day. And of course, Santos and Ray, you know, I'm torn in the middle. I'm like, <laughs> I'm in the middle of this, honestly. I'm fighting <laughs> for my life, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I, I want everybody to win. <laughs> That's I, I want everybody to win. I, I can't choose. Um, but of course, we kind of dive into like what's going to happen with next week. We get Xavier Woods versus LA Knight because while. Uh, Mad Cow, Monster, Emma, and, and Xavier were playing a game and stuff like that. L.A. Knight was still upset the fact that he he were in L.A., but there was no L.A. Knight on the WrestleMania card, you know, stuff like that. And he was a little, he was, you know, picking shots at Xavier and talking trash to uh to Mad Cow, Monster. You know, this basically leads us to this match here with Xavier Woods and L.A. Knight happening next week. And I don't mind Xavier Woods having his little singles run and everything like that. I feel like he deserves it. You know, kind of gives him a chance to be in the the spotlight. Oh, you know what? You might be on to something, Jeffrey. I get a half and half shirt. Like you, you might be on to something. We'll, we'll, we'll have to put that in the works. Yeah, he did break his PS5 controller. You know how much a PS5 costs? Yes, a lot. That is money. And it's a lot hard to get. And it's hard to get those. Okay. Yeah. Well, the controller wise, but still, you know. That's yeah, all I you know, go ahead. I have a story. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to LA Knight, you yeah. know, getting in Xavier Woods' face, you know, and talking about how he how he even got on the WrestleMania card with his video games or whatever. I loved how Xavier was saying, Well, look, at least I was able to create an opportunity for myself and you got skipped over because he did mention how LA because LA did mention how even Pat McAfee and Shane McMahon got to show up, but yeah, he didn't. And it's so funny because I thought Pat McAfee was him when he was coming out at WrestleMania because oh. all I saw, all I saw was blue pop up on the screen before I heard Pat's song. And I thought it was LA night until I turned around and looked and it was Pat and I had a whole meltdown because I love Pat McAfee. But my story about this is the fact that at Wale Mania, I met Xavier and we took a picture together and he was so nice. And I told him that he should be Intercontinental Champion, even though deep down inside, I feel like I should have said he should be WWE Champion at some point because his buddies have been. But I was so happy to see him. And then Big E was at Wale Mania, too. And they did a whole tribute to him, you know, just giving him his props and having people in the locker room. And actually, you know, in different locker rooms all over from other promotions talk about how much they appreciate him for being himself and how much they love him and stuff. So that was really, really nice. And I was just so happy that Xavier got to, that me and Xavier got to meet each other and take pictures um, with each other, you know, only for a little bit, because of course, you know, he was backstage doing VIP backstage things, but yeah, me and my Virgo birthday twin met and I'm so excited about it. Shout out to you. Hopefully me and, um, me and Adam Cole meet each other because we share oh, the same. Yes. So you know, ride with that the baby. Great, it would be awesome. No lie. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this match is happening next week. 
Um, also, we have the turn of Shinsuke Nakamura, and I am so happy that he is making his triumphal return. Oh my god, it's been such a long time since seeing Shinsuke. Last time Shinsuke was seen on my TV was when he went down there to NX fucking T. So check my shoes. All right. <laughs> so um, yeah, Rick, like Rick Boos when you need Rick it. Boos, honestly, it is so it's it's great to to. Uh, have Shinsuke uh, back on Friday night SmackDown. So, so happy though. Shinsuke's returning. Um, so, before we really get into our actual main event, um, Sammy goes for, uh, yeah, I wish Pat was there too though, because Pat would have been like, mm, yeah. Yeah, uh, Nakamura, he was having uh, the great mood of the last match, but as far as I like, being WWE-wise, he was less shown in um, seeing the NXT um, and everything like that. But, so, Sammy goes and he asks his people around, like, where is Jay at? He wants to talk to him before the match and everything, even though Sammy and Kevin did have a conversation way, way earlier within the show. So, Sammy is still trying to convince Jay Uso that you still have time to to really really think this through and really really dismiss yourself from the bloodline i told you that we was going to win those titles at wrestlemania and what did we do we won those tag titles and we took those titles away from you at wrestlemania everything that i've told you jay has happened but you're not listening what is it going to take for you to understand that roman does not give a damn about you jimmy or solo and even though jay did not say anything you can tell that he's like he knows like he it's like he knows deep down inside like he knows the things that he has dealt with he knows the thing that he has done to but i feel like it's going to take a lot for jay to like truly 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 like snap and i mean like snap like snap like no other to be honest but even even in the midst of this happening here solo attacks kevin owens and takes him out of way to even try to interfere within this match and drops they think one of those bear barricade type things or whatever like whatever whatever that's like it hurts and it fell on his leg and only thing jay did was just stand over sammy and kevin as kevin was screaming in pain about his leg and solo gets taken away and it's like and Paul Heyman is literally standing right behind in the corner with the phone up. And it's like, are you filming this? Are you filming like his reaction or what? Because to me, the way that his phone was up, it seemed like he was recording everything that was happening. Like he, he It seemed like he may have recorded Sammy and Jay backstage before the match and then recording the aftermath of Jay, of Sammy running back over to where, where the commotion was coming from. The seats, Kevin laying on the ground, holding his leg with this thing on top of him and Solo getting taken away and Jay just standing there. There's a, there is it's, it's a lot. It's crazy. It's just, I don't even know. I don't, but um, mm, I don't know. But yeah, it was real dramatic. It was girl. I, I was like, what? I was like, y'all knocking everything down. Definitely recording to Roman. Definitely a snake. But we dive straight into our uh main event. And honestly, Jimmy and well not Jimmy, but uh Jay and Sammy were putting on a really, really nice match. They really were. And even with solo coming out 
And of course, just being, you know, we is standing there watching, make sure everything goes the way it needs to go. And even nonetheless, um, man, Jay does pick up the victory. He does beat Sammy. And even after the fact, like Solo goes in and he really, really like beats the hell out of Sammy. And then Jay stops him, which made like, all right, are we are we really doing this again? Where you're stopping him? Are you gonna try to save him this time? Like it took him a, it took Jay a minute to to actually do something. You know, he just kind of stood there for a minute. He turned his head around. He turned away from Sammy being beaten. And then he decided that he was going to stop Solo from beating the hell out of Sammy. But then he super kicks him. And, you know, it's it's like he super kicks him in the corner. And Solo goes out to go get the chairs. But before they can even do anything, out comes Matt Riddle. Now, we know Riddle came back Monday. And we haven't seen Riddle since Solo took him out. So now we're we're probably gonna be running this back again. Since Sammy, since Kevin may be out for God knows how long, you have someone like um uh Matt Riddle coming back to sort of even the odds a bit in this situation here, since it's only just Sammy, since it's only just Sammy right now by himself, because who knows when Kevin's gonna even better return to be back or how well he's gonna be when you have the sense of like solo and Jay being here. So I don't know, but this definitely does add more layers to the story, especially with Solo and Matt Riddle. So, but that was closeouts for our next SmackDown. But Stephanie, were you happy to see Riddle back and everything like that? And I mean, the, the outcome of, of, of this whole situation still um, going on. Anyone calling him Matt Riddle? Wiggle? <coughs> Might be just you calling him Matt Wiggle, but. <laughs> okay, well, I will say this. I was really surprised to see Matt Riddle come back Monday. Mm -hmm. Because of the fact that it seemed like he was, you know, out and about doing, you know, crazy things. Mm -hmm. And I was just sort of wondering, like, where exactly is his career going at this point? But, mm -hmm. you know, when he did come back, you know, I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, you're still here with us. Okay, cool. Fine. Mm -hmm. um, and then when he came, you know, to the defense of Sammy, that was really surprising, too, because around the time him and the bloodline were beefing. It was when Sammy was still trying to prove his loyalty. So you can only imagine mm -hmm. me feeling surprised at him coming to his aid. But, you know, I'm not too mad about it considering, you know, Kevin did get attacked. And like you said, we don't know how long he's supposed to be out. But it is, it does suck because him and Kevin just won the titles. And it makes me wonder if Kevin will have a little bit of a of anger towards Sammy because he was because Sammy was the one telling Kevin like maybe I should go talk to Jay one more time because he had a feeling in his gut that maybe he should say something to him before the match and Kevin didn't understand it but he let him go and do him but if he hadn't have you know gone and talked to Jay then maybe he would have been able to have Kevin's back mm -hmm. and maybe you know somewhere down the line that could cause a rift between him and Sammy but you never know so it's it's really strange and then I, I just also hate it well it was really dramatic but also really cool how solo was about to give him the Samoan spike again but yet Jay said no don't do it but then he still kicked him and I'm just like Jay now 
Mm-hmm. He has a plan. I feel like Jay has a plan, and he just knows. He knows what's up, and he knows what's cooking. So, of course. it's still <laughs> it's still really intriguing, and Jay Uso definitely still deserves, you know, best supporting actor, um, in all of the mm-hmm. Television Academy Awards, and also, um, yeah. I hope Jimmy's okay though, because the way they were talking about Jimmy was just like, bruh, sweetie, where's Jimmy? Right. Like, Jimmy, are you still with us? Please, please don't be please please don't be gone. Um, he is. I don't know what they're gonna do with Jimmy at all, whatsoever, but uh shout out to Riddle Folk for making his Trump a return back to uh WWE. Um, but that does bring us to more so the end of Friday Night SmackDown, and of course we will have more discussions on that um, and everything like that. But before we dive into, of course, I mean, AEW Rampage, we want to take a quick commercial break to give you a lot of more other things that go here on here at Women's Rights to Talk. And we'll be right back to dive into AEW Rampage. Hey peeps, TK Trinidad here, boss lady of Women's Wrestling Talk. And I want to say thank you so much for watching because you've got millions of options. Plus, you don't have to worry about sharing your password to check us out. But while you're here, hopefully you know we have so many more shows to watch. Like Turnbuckle Glam, Raw Post Show, WOW Post Show, AEW Dynamite Post Show, Women's Wrestling Army Post Show, NXT Post Show, Impact Wrestling Post Show, AEW Rampage and SmackDown Live Post Show, On The Scroll, ROH Post Show, WWT Live, plus all of our interviews with the hottest women's wrestlers in the game. Make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe. Check out our website at www.talkpod.com and follow us on all social media platforms at www.talkpod and make sure to spread the word. That means send this to the group chat. Yes, even the person with the green bubble. Thanks again so much for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ciao for now. All right, guys, we are about to jump into AEW Rampage, and this is where Stephanie does her thing, and I sit back, and I relax. I'm playing. (laughs) I mean, about to say, you really don't relax. I mean, you still be here doing the whole thing. I do. But I just be doing most of the talking, saying, don't don't do that. Okay, (laughs) you're so silly. Okay, so this episode of Rampage was live from Kingston, um, Rhode Island, which is a city um, in Rhode Island that I hadn't really ever heard of. But shout out to y'all. Y'all had a live Rampage, and that's special, okay? So AEW Rampage was live, and it started off with some pretty cool action um, with FTW champion Hook versus the firm's Ethan Page. And, of course, this was FTW rules, so that means that these men fought all over the place. So before... Also, another funny little nugget that I experienced during WrestleMania weekend at Wale Mania, they played Hook's theme song, and that was fun. Um, <laughs> it was really fun to hear, you know, at a party. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, snap. But, you know, he didn't show up. But it's okay. Um, either way, that was really cool. But the match got started, and Hook didn't even finish his entrance before Ethan Page knocked him off the apron. So Ethan was just like, look, we're going to start fighting right now. And so they fought into the ring and even into the crowd and up the stands at a certain point. And then when they got back to the ring, Ethan Page turned a lot of stuff into his favor by hitting him and knocking him out a little bit. But... 
They brought in weapons because, of course, that was all legal. They brought in chairs and tables, and then Hook even hit Matt Hardy's twist of fate. And, of course, y'all know I appreciated that um, in an attempt to win the match. But then Hook countered Ethan Page's ego's edge into the red rum in order to score the submission victory, which makes – which makes um. Oh my gosh, I'm blank. What is no hook? Which makes hook, of course, not only still the FTW champion, but makes him undefeated at this point. He really is still undefeated out here. So congratulations to Hook. Um, so yeah, that was pretty interesting. But then before he was able to make his entrance out, he gave the people what they wanted and slammed Ethan, and gave Ethan Page a suplex into the table that was left in the ring, and he proceeded to walk back up the ramp. So, yeah, this match was pretty tough, but either way, it was, you know, a really good way to start AEW Rampage. So, saying, how did you feel about this match? Um, it was pretty cool. Um, Hook still being undefeated, holding this title. I mean, it's more so of a way to still, you know, constantly continue to build him up and having someone like Ethan Page, who is um really good in the ring. I would have to say he doesn't really get that much credit, but he's actually really good in the ring. Um, but just seeing this match take place like all over the ring, like all over the arena at that, they're fighting in front of children, they're fighting all all over the place like it's it's it was crazy but nonetheless i i thoroughly enjoyed this match um i enjoy matches like this too though so and and hook you know he's he is starting to grow on me in in regards to like being a wrestler himself um sometimes it's not as difficult you know when when aw do put on some of these random ass matches and stuff like that too though but i mean who who can defeat hook hook though like there's I don't I don't even I don't the day that Hook is defeated it's gonna be crazy. He's gonna have to relinquish that title and go somewhere else. Yes, now just growing. Up, let me tell you something. I'm, I'm I'm gonna be real transparent. No lie. No no lie. Cause I don't lie and I'm very transparent. AEW does not give me what I be looking for. That's just that's just being honest. I'm not gonna even lie to you. Like I'm not I'm not I'm not no sugarcoat person. Like I've seen, I watch it. I've seen stuff that Hook does, but it doesn't make me feel like I don't feel like if I don't watch an AEW product that I'm missing out on anything. That's just how I feel. But that's just me. But yeah, it is just going to be with Hook because I actually decided to pay attention to him. That's a child to me. I'm not supposed to be looking at him like that. <laughs> Well, yeah, he does look relatively young um, in the face, but, you know, I still think that, you know, for someone who I feel like Hook has a lot to offer in terms of his athleticism and just Mm -hmm. the idea that, you know, Taz is his dad, you know, that intrigued me a whole lot, you know, from the beginning. So I was just like, okay. But then also it was CM Punk's fault because I was just like, when he said, send Hook, I was just like, bro, who's Hook? (laughs) And so after that point, I was just like, okay, so this is Hook, and this is why people be tripping off him. Okay, I get mm-hmm. it. So he's like Tom um, Holland, like Spider Man, basically. That's where that's where a lot of people look at him as he looks like Spider Man. But of course, I have respect for his dad because his dad was one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. I love Taz. Like, like what Taz was? Hey, listen, he was that guy back in like back in his time and stuff like that. Taz, well, I love him on commentary, love him in the ring too. But you know, his son got some shoes to fill. 
to be honest. And he, you know, he's been doing the best that he can thus far. So shout out to Hook. Yeah, and also let's ba- basically. Know. Yes, Taz, Taz and Michael Cole goaded team. <sighs> Such a goaded team for the two thousand. Oh God. You have no idea. I pray for the day they can get back together. But until then, um yeah. Until then, we will move forward with the rest of the show. Um, we got a QTV segment um, to hype up the Battle of the Belts match between QT Marshall or Marshall, depending on who you are, um, and Powerhouse Hobbs, the TNT champion, versus the Lucha Brothers for the Ring of Honor tag team titles that they did just win in Supercard of Honor this past weekend. Um, in the QTV segment, they showed um powerhouse Hobbs getting a new car which had monster on it which i thought was pretty interesting and really cute you know in terms of vintage cars if you're into that sort of thing um and then they also talked about um how dante martin got sadly got injured and qt marshall basically made fun of him for it and i was just like now that was rude you didn't have to do that (laughs) don't nobody be expecting to have a broken bone in a match like that and i'm more than sure he didn't so that was rude right but but that seems to be par for the course for QT Marshall, so he does that. But then they also wanted to make fun of the Lucha Bros and their wrestling style of Lucha Libre, even though the person who was reading it was acting like he didn't know how to pronounce Libre. And I'm just like, sweetheart, if you a wrestler, you know how to pronounce Libre. Stop playing. But either oh, way... But, you know, either way, I was just like, stop playing and don't insult them. And QT Marshall was like, well, I won't be doing any of that flippy stuff. I'm going to knock them down and blah, 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 blah. (laughs) But I'm more than sure they didn't win. So we're not going to do that. But, yeah, that's pretty much how QTV went. And let me just say how QTV Mm -hmm. just reminds me so much of watching TMZ late at night. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And Jeffrey saying seeing Hobbs and Big E at Wallet Man was crazy. See, I didn't see Hobbs. I only saw Big E. But either way, I saw the photo of them together um, and everything like that. So, oh, okay. Cute. Yeah. So that was pretty much it for QTV. Um, so moving forward, we had an eight-man tag team match with the acclaimed Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange from um, the Jericho Appreciation Society. And Daddy Magic and Cool Cool Hand Ange was making it seem like the acclaimed could very well be a part of the Jericho Appreciation Society. But in my mm-hmm. mind, I'm just sitting here like, now you know that's impossible. They stand out way too much to try to follow up behind Chris Jericho. Like, come mm-hmm. on, that's not gonna happen. So they huh? I said, of course not. Yeah, that's that's not gonna happen. They have two their personalities are way too big for that. So um they fought against the infantry, Bobby Orlando and LSG. Now, of course, the infantry I had seen and heard of before, um, because Sean Dean was with them, Captain Sean Dean was with them and stuff. But I had never heard of Charlie Bravo and LSG and Bobby Orlando before. So usually whenever there's a match between your bigger AEW stars and people who you hadn't necessarily heard of before that might be local talent or people who might might have been on AEW Dark or um, Dark Elevation, you kind of know how it's going to go, sadly. Um, it was basically an un I don't want to say an unfair fight, but it was kind of like a one-sided fight um, for most of the match with the acclaimed and the Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, Yeah, they won. Uh, 
And that was pretty much it. But then while they were celebrating, they got attacked by Jake Hager, um, Parker, and Menard. And then they pulled a sneak attack and basically beat them up throughout the rest of the segment. So, yeah, it was sad. So, of course, that partnership did not last long. And the Acclaim will not be a part of JAS. But I will say this, though. The Acclaim's rap was pretty tamed in comparison to most of their raps have been in the past. They um, made reference to um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who was a very unpopular political figure. Um, And that was really about it. So, yeah. San, how did you feel about this match and the the short-lived partnership between the acclaimed and the JAS dudes? Uh I don't care. I don't like um what's what, who are they? The uh, mm, The only people I like in JAS is Chris Jericho, Dane Garcia, and Anna J. Mm-hmm. Everybody else I could care less about. To be honest, like I could care less about any like the cool hand daddy magic. I don't care about them at all with there. I want them to be going from Jericho Appreciate Society anyway. I feel like they're they're just waste. They they just don't matter at all whatsoever. I don't. I need them to go away and do something else. But I, who really would believe that the acclaim is going to have this partnership with Jericho Appreciate Society? Like, not at all. It just wouldn't work at all. So wherever they're going to change their look and everything. And I'd rather the acclaim to continue to be exactly who they are um, and everything like that. But in regards to uh, the infantry, like, I, I am familiar with Sean Dean. He um, and Carly Bravo as well. I've been a legend. Yeah, and the J group. They, she she gave me my caption for the rest of two, uh, 2023. I got a fat ass and a, and a bad attitude. That is my motto for the rest of the year. If anybody say say anything out the way to me, it's like you're just mad because blah blah. We'll get to Anna J later. But uh <laughs> but yeah, wow. so listen, but yeah, so like um with Carly Bravo, I, I've had the pleasure of actually seeing him wrestle um on impact in person, actually. Um, so I've seen some of his work. He's those two. Him and Shandy are absolutely amazing in the ring with each other. They work so well together. Even like as singles competitors too, they both do an amazing job as well. But I don't, I don't really have much to say about this match, to be honest. Um, shout out to Jericho, appreciate you for winning, I guess. But nonetheless, I'm, I'm in this situation here. I am riding with the acclaim, no lie. Just because it's, it's them, and and I don't care about Jake Hagen, the stupid purple hat. I don't care about Daddy Magic or Cool Hands. I don't care about neither one of them. I want them going anyway. Well, well, okay. As we wrap that up, (laughs) we move forward into an announcement. It seems like this is a week of announcements, guys. Um, We go into an announcement made by Swerve Strickland, who was also a Wale Mania um, on the stage. But, yeah, he makes an announcement talking about how a lot of great moguls have been making announcements about um, mergers and acquisitions and stuff like that. And so since he's a great mogul, you know, and he's the CEO of the mogul affiliates, he Mm -hmm. will have, you know, an announcement to make later on in the night. Um, 
about who he will be joining forces with. And we did find out about that um, coming up next after this match, which was my match of the night, um, Darby Allen versus the firm's Lee Moriarty. And he came out there with Big Bill Morrissey, who I just feel like I just can't really call him Big Bill. It's like, I'm going to either call you W. Morrissey or Big Cass. And it's just hard. Big Bill is just so weird for me. But How you serious name Big Bill? How does anybody take you serious being named Big Bill? Like, no. No. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I can't. It's that, uh, like, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he came out there, you know, and during the match, he did prove to be um, an X factor, you know, on the part of Lee Moriarty. But the thing about it is Lee Moriarty didn't necessarily even need him because him and Darby Allen had a good match. Like they had, like they matched up, like when it came to their match skills, like they were always, they were taking each other down and stuff like ground and ground and pound and using submissions with each other, with their legs and arms. And also big ups to Darby Allen because they kept talking about on commentary, how he was skateboarding throughout New York and got hit by a car and how he had bruises on his back and i was just like holy cow are you serious <laughs> but but then as he was wrestling there was a point where he was trying to pull off like a high move but then lee moriarty tripped him up and he fell and his back hit the turn the top turnbuckle and i was like oh my god that has to hurt but either way like the match was really good and it's just like I feel like Darby Allen probably has one of the cleanest code reds I've ever seen um, anybody have. Like, he did so good with that when he did that on Lee Moriarty. But like I said, Big Bill just kept trying to cheat throughout the match, but it's not like he really needed it because Lee was giving him what for. And I'm just like, okay, I really need Lee Moriarty to have more things because he is really good. He is a really good wrestler. And if you haven't watched this match, if you didn't catch it, um live i suggest that somehow or another you go back and watch it because it was really really good but darby allen came out the winner and here again this is something where you're seeing a lot of the storyline with the pillars of AEW play out because they did show jungle boy jack perry watching either from home or from backstage and they showed sammy Guevara along with um ty conti watching the match as well so all of the pillars are watching each other at this point to see who will eventually qualify to challenge for the AEW world title, um, which is currently being held by MJF, who wants to be Frank Sinatra the third. So, um, yeah, that's where we're at. And of course, Darby Allen won the match with his coffin drop onto his back of Lee Moriarty. So that was a really good match. But when he was leaving the ring after he won, he ran into Swerve Strickland, and of course, they're both from Washington, and they had a pass with each other like his friends, but he, but Swerve let out his hand for him to shake it, but then Darby didn't want to, so as Darby was walking away, he gets clotheslined by none other than big, bad Brian Cage, whose body just scares me every time I see it, because it's just so big, um... And on top of that, he continues to beat up on him. And then up walks Prince Nana, and then they shake hands. And this is, of course, the new merger that the Mogul affiliates have made. So now we have the Mogul Embassy affiliates. And this is what we've got. So 
Santana, how did you feel about this match number one? And how do you feel about the Mogul Embassy affiliate? Um, first of all, I do agree this was this was uh like part of the other match of the night for me. I am a fan of Darby Allen. I, I am I've been a fan of Darby Allen since I saw since the first time I saw him throw himself off the top of the stage onto somebody during his when he was have when he had the uh TNT championship. And I was like, Yeah, I like him. He don't care about his body. I don't care what he does to his body. Throw your body off on everybody. I don't give a damn. Um, but Darby Allen, he's he's absolutely amazing. Um, and I hope to yet to whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, you're gonna have you're gonna listen, JD. It's gonna take a minute for you to make me an AEW fan. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm just here, I'm just only talking about AEW because I'm doing a post show. Otherwise, I barely even get a chance to watch it on Wednesdays. Um, but Darby is, is absolutely amazing. Uh, big fan of his Lee Marotti. I he's coming to Battle Slam um this month to be exact on uh April the 23rd to be exact. So I'm gonna be going there and seeing him wrestle in person for the very, very first time. He does a lot of stuff uh over in Warrior Wrestling in Chicago. Um, too though. So I've I've been a, very familiar with um Lee Marty and his work and stuff like that too. Darby isn't saying he doesn't like his body, but this was this was a really good match. Yeah, that turnbuckle spot was like I was like, oh my god! I I don't know how many times I screamed in this match, uh, with Lee and uh Darby Allen and Big Bill or whatever being out there was not needed because these two really put on a really really nice match without and didn't even need his assistance by no means necessary. Um, but even with Darby Allen winning, um, I love his finisher when he just throws his body off the top rope, no matter where it is, and lands on somebody. I do not care. I love it. Yeah, you raggedy bitch. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, um, even the aftermath of when we lead up to this here, um, I know saying that like he like Brian Cage supposed to be in Impact. I thought that they said that he was supposed to be in WWE, like. I, I thought that was a rumor that he was supposed to be in WWE. So what happened with that? I guess it didn't work out because to me, Brian Cage gives me Ryback. That's that's all he will ever be is another Ryback in my book. And I don't care for Brian Cage by no means necessary. Um, but with with um, Swerve uh, joining him, aligning himself with the embassy, I mean, I think it is great. I think it's great for him. I mean, you have some really, really nice uh, talent over there outside of Brian Cage, who I can care less about. But damn, Darby, Darby cannot catch a goddamn break at all. First, you get hit and ran over in the middle of the street, and then you get ran over by Brian Cage. What more can you take? Honestly, like, what more can you take? And you know, I don't, I don't know, but I don't know where this partnership goes, but. Um, I'm I'm interested in seeing what they do with, with with it and everything like that. But Darby Adams laying over here like a GTA pedestrian. Uh, they got knocked out when you walk by. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. But shout out, yeah. shout out to, to to Swerve finding his new alliance and partnership and stuff too. Yep, he is knocked out, and hopefully, you know, Darby will be on the up and up at a certain point. Um, but. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. So we did have a sit down with 
Miss Jade Cargill, um, who is the TBS champion, who here again, I was actually lucky enough to see in person. Couldn't believe we were breathing the same air at Wale Mania <laughs> on stage with Wale while he was performing his song Lotus Flower Bomb. If you know, you know, um, it is a classic. But yeah, they were on stage together. But either way, you know, they she had to sit down with Taya Valkyrie. And this guy who was sitting in the middle of him was sitting in the middle of her and um Taya trying to mediate and not doing a good job I might add but yeah, RJ was feeling. huh I said RJ was feeling tremendously okay RJ RJ mm -hmm. really was failing okay <laughs> he was not a good mediator at all so basically the point of this was for Jade to under to Jade to try to better understand Taya and Taya was just telling Jade that for her to try to lay claim to the jaded um finisher which was basically a chicken wing um mm -hmm. was just wrong because there have been so many women who have used it you know in wrestling history before her and for her to try to lay claim to it and pretend like she owns it you know exclusively was disrespectful and that she's only been in the wrestling business for a cup of coffee and that she should show for the proper respect to those who use the move before her but jade of course was not in the mood for that jade was like look i have a match to prepare for i don't care about anything you have to say we'll see you in court i don't care blah 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 you know you're a b-word like she called it a b-word <laughs> and stuff so they almost got into it but yet here again rj was doing a terrible job of mediating so after that, you know, they just they, you know, they decided they're gonna take Taya Valkyrie to court um for using um the road to Valhalla slash jaded slash chicken wing slash whatever it is that you call it, depending on who you are. So yeah. Stan, sure. how did you feel about this segment? Um, first of all, I thought that both of them stepped out of a Missy Elliott video. Uh let's start there. But they both did look good, honestly. Yes. Um, and Jade, to be honest, she can't claim something that was never really hers because there are multiple women who have used it. I mean, Bianca uses it. Um, Beth Phoenix uses it. Jazz has used it. There's there The list goes on and on of multiple people, including men who have used this mood on various different occasions. I feel like this is a really stupid storyline to go to utilize to say that this is something that you're trying to build it off of by off of a finishing move so if unless this is supposed to end up where we figure out whoever wins this match is the is the right holder of this chicken wing move it's crazy that's just like saying that nobody can do super kicks anymore because it, it this person started in blah 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 like if, if we gave keep every finisher every move that is currently utilized today Everybody be out there slap boxing, to be honest. Like, no lie. I think I think this is the this is the stupidest thing ever, to be honest, to even really, really have like their feud based off about a stupid finishing move when literally there's so much more that can go into Taya and Jay Cargill. More so of is Taya the one to defeat Jay Cargill? I know a lot of people like to try to play on Taya Vacry, but Taya Vacry in this time. Is holding a lot of more champions than Jay Cargill, to be honest. And a lot of people are like, who is this high record girl? She can't wrestle, blah, blah, blah. But to be honest, let's, 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 let's be clear. Let's, let's, let's speak on it is the fact of that 
no shade to Jay Cargill. I am a fan of Jay Cargill. I am, but real fans of wrestlers are going to are are going to criticize if you are not that great in the ring. And Jade has grown. She really has. But when you're going against other other talented wrestlers like a Ty Bakri, like a Billy Starks, like an Athena, and so on and so forth, some true competitors that are versatile in so many different ways that can put on the match and make you look good and things like that, then you might want to step up your game right quick and start worrying about this whole situation about this finisher. But are 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 you focused? You're too focused on the finisher and not focused on your actual opponent being Ty Bakri, La Vera Loca. Okay, focus on that because if you're focused on this chicken ring, she's gonna beat you with that finisher move and take your title. So, I'm just saying, you know, what I'm saying, but I'm glad that they're giving them a little bit of a lengthy type of feud. Maybe this go all the way to double or nothing, so that is like the next scene that's that's uh and talks about what's happening next month. Um, but I don't know, we gotta figure it out. To be honest, and if if Taya Valkyrie can't be Jay Cargill, then honestly, who the hell else are y'all gonna bring in that's gonna defeat Jay Cargill? I have an idea. Mm-hmm. You gonna say Mercedes? No. You gonna say Trinity? Yes. Okay. That's only if Trinity makes her way over here. To be honest, I, I mean, I know she said that she's not done wrestling yet. You know, what I'm saying there are rumors and speculations and stuff like that. I know we're trying to put it out there in the universe. We're probably gonna stage the whole house and I try to figure out the Trinity gonna make her way over here to, to AEW. But who knows though? Who really knows? I mean, maybe she'll go to Ring of Honor and face uh, Athena. Like we don't really necessarily know where where the, the history lies with or what what's the plan for for Trinity. You know, what I'm saying if she does come over to AEW and she does face Jay Cargill, do they look at Trinity as being a bigger star than Jay Cargill? That's the thing. Because there have been there have been stars that have faced Jay Cargill and they have lost to Jay Cargill. So I don't know. I have I have no idea whatsoever. But whatever transpired within this match between Taya and Jay Cargill, I hope it's a really good one. I know that their looks are gonna go crazy, but you know what? It is what it is, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. We'll we'll just be on the lookout and waiting to see, but I, I'm I'm interested in this match between Jade and Taya. No lie, I am. Yeah, me too. And I'm and hopefully they'll put some more you know meat behind it, mm-hmm. um, outside of just the finishing move because there's still so much more that's left on the table that they could say to each other that isn't yeah. just centered on a finishing move that everybody mm-hmm. um can essentially use. So, yeah, right. we just gotta you know wait and see. But, of course, we are here at Women's Wrestling Talk to give you the best in women's action and the best in women's storylines. Um, and, of course, Rampage ended with a women's main event. Yay! <laughs> okay. So, we had Anna J.A.S. versus the House of Black's Julia Hart. And, of course, they showed a promo that the both of them were having against each other and something that I can say is that I did enjoy hearing the voice of Julia Hart a whole lot more because every time I've seen her over the past couple of months she hasn't really said a whole lot (laughs) and she'll just be out there with the House of Black you know and just really quiet and dark and you know creepy but 
Um, JAS had a whole, well, Anna had a whole lot to say, um, in terms of her wanting to fight Julia Hart and basically saying how she has a, a fat ass and a bad attitude, um, which is just amazing. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, this, this, um, was a rivalry that they have been building up for the past couple of weeks. And they also mentioned how it's been a while since we've seen Anna J, you know, in action, um, since that street fight that she had where she was tagging with um, Ty Conti against Ruby Soho and Willow Nightingale. So this, oh, okay, Julia has a music career. Okay, cool. See, I, oh, I didn't know that. Great, cool. Thank you, Joseph. So this match was pretty good um, for the most part. Ty Mello wasn't out there um, with Anna Jay, so she was fighting this one all on her own. These women were basically fighting, you know, all over the ring, slamming each other into um, the turnbuckles and also into the barricades multiple times like they were pretty physical with each other a lot of the time and julia really impressed me with um her acrobatic skills because they did mention that she was a championship cheerleader before she started her wrestling career so there was a lot of moments where she was utilizing that and it reminded me of randy rara from wow superheroes um so please check that out but either way i thought that was really cool there was even one moment well well, when Anna was whipping Julia into the barricade by her legs and they were just really rough with each other and it was really cool. So Hart wound up getting the win after hitting a blind um, moonsault and then and then after a certain point, they knocked each other out of the ring. And then as Anna Jay got back into the ring to break up the count, Julia Hart spit the black mist in her face and hit her with and basically pinned her with a rolling um, pin and got the win. So Julia Hart won the match and came out victorious. Now, this was kind of awkward, though, because she was making her entrance out. And this was the start of Battle of the Belts right afterward. And Orange Cassidy, the um, international <laughs> AEW champion, was coming out. So that was pretty interesting. But that was basically the end of Rampage. And it was really cool to see that this ended with a women's main event. So yeah, yeah, it had to yeah of course. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's really always nice to have the women main event, these shows and stuff like that. Um, and with Julia and Anna, I know that this is not the end of it. I know that we're not done with these two. Uh, by a long shot, but it's nice to see Julia be in the ring. It's nice to see her and Anna, and maybe, maybe Julia puts you know a, a stop to Anna J talking so much trash, calling her a spooky bitch, and how she's gonna choke her out. But yeah, Julia kind of laid you out, Anna. Sorry, um, but nonetheless, these these two did a really really great job within their match. But I, I know this is not the end of it. I'm pretty sure they're gonna have. Uh, I would love for them to have a, a continue their feud, even though Julia kind of has one up on Anna J. Um, but I, I would love for them to continue their feud uh, if possible. Cause I mean, it would be nice to have a lengthy feud between these two. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, put anything against it, anything like that. So shout out to her and shout out to these two women putting on a great match uh, to close out rampage before they jump into battle of the belts. So shout out to them girls. I love yeah, it. No. Yeah, and I will say this, though. Julia's gear was really cute, too. Um, and, yeah, Anna J really didn't choke her out. Like, she was able to wiggle out of it. So, yeah, 
<laughs> Anna might need to go back to the drawing board on that. It's possible. She might have to. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that does bring us kind of a little bit to the end of, of Rampage and everything like that, too. Just kind of going to go over the results for Battle of the Belts. I'm not gonna, we're not going to dive into it because uh, Mika and Al are going to really discuss what happened um, on like really dive in, but Orange Cassidy won the, it was still the uh, AEW International Champion. Of course, Jay Cargill is still TBS Champion. And then, of course, uh, the Lucha Brothers retain um, their ROH World uh, Television Championships. So, shout out to those winners. Um, and yeah. And shout out to Billy Stark for um, being able to compete for the TBS championship because she is very accomplished for someone who is also still in high school and pursuing her wrestling career. So big ups to Billy Starks. You're right. You cannot choke out a wish. But yeah, definitely shout out to Billy. She's been killing it. Um, honestly, she just had her prom not too long ago as well. So I know that even she's going to be going over to like graduation too. So shout out to Billy Starks for like really, really busting her ass and truly like balancing the life of being a, being in school, being a wrestler, traveling the world and stuff like that. So I, I know how much that means to her and everything, but, uh, yeah, it seems like AEW does do a better job live because honestly, when it is pre-tape, anything is possible to be honest, I will say. Um, but yeah, guys, that kind of basically brings us to the end of SmackDown and Rampage uh, after show. We thank you guys so much for hanging out with us as I go prepare because Mercedes Monet is having a match tonight at 3 a.m. in the morning. And um, yeah, I got to get me a nap in so that I can wake up and watch the, the entire pay-per-view. I'm not just I'm not just there for Mercedes, but I'm there for the entire pay-per-view as always. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know. I'm glad you said that because I thought it was tomorrow morning. Well, it kind of is tomorrow morning, but like the weed hours of tomorrow morning. Oh God. So yeah, um, we're not gonna waste too much time here because yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go take me a nap after this. Um, but we thank you guys so much uh, for hanging out with us here for SmackDown and AEW Rampage. Uh, it was fun. Uh, Stephanie, let everyone know where they can uh, keep up with you and everything. All right. Well, of course, it was fantastic to be back with you, San. Um, you can find and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy. Tomorrow, be on the lookout for the live episode of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast called Good Kid Mania City, where I talk about all of my um, WrestleMania adventures from Los Angeles and how I felt about everything and stuff like that. And of short news and gossipish as well. And just continue to support the brand. Buy my t-shirts. Be on the look out for new designs coming through the pike and yeah like and pray for my voice and that it'll return and come back in its fullest form i'm screaming it will it definitely will um and that's for me of course you can always google me drian santana d-r-u-n-e that's where you guys gonna find me and of course definitely continue to follow women's wrestling talk at www.talkpod.com Dot com on the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, website, etc. Whatever women's rights talk is, that's where you need to be keeping up with. And uh, once again, like I said, we thank you guys so much for hanging out with us here at Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's show on the planet. And we will see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.